0: leads to Rome including the road to Roland Garros as we welcome you to TC live wrapping up another big day in the Italian capital it
1: has been raining and too.
0: count down the days to the season's second major here's what's coming up on the show the future is now six-time champ Novak Djokovic taken out by Holger Runa how he did it and what it means heading into Paris Plus, a budding rivalry renewed in Rome with Elena Rabakina looking to knock off top-ranked Iga Sviantec for the third time this year. And will the King of Clay be able to play at Roland Garros? We're expecting to find out from the man himself as Rafa Nadal is holding a press conference on Thursday. With that, we welcome you into our studios once again. For TC Live, Steve Weissman, Hall of Famer Jim Courier, Hall of Famer Andy Roddick on the big screen and we start with big news today. A week and a half before Roland Garros, Rafa Nadal has called a press conference Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Jim's saying thumbs down. Don't like that, Steve. To, to tell us whether or not he will be playing that event that he's won 14 times. When,
2: when's the last time Rafa called a press conference the week before Roland Garros to, uh, to announce he was playing? Yeah, I'll wait. Now this is not good news. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I have 99.9% Sure, that we'll be talking this time tomorrow about Nadal not making it for a number 15 at Roland Garros. Sad, sad days uh, for all of us Nadal fans. And um, I'm hoping again that Nadal is going to change things up and has something better to say tomorrow. But didn't look like he was going full throttle in practice in the little uh, visions that we've seen online the last few days. Nice to see him on the court, but he wasn't sliding hard into the corner. So questions remain. Uh, answers will be forthcoming tomorrow.
0: Andy, what do you think this means?
3: Yeah, I have a hard time finding a way to uh, argue with Jim at all, um, which is uh, which, which I feel sad about, um, as well as the injury to Rafa. But uh, listen, he's not going to call a press conference to give us an update on what's going on. He hasn't done that this entire time. He's not going to call a press conference to tell us that he is participating. He would just show up and actually par- participate. Um, you know, so it, it does feel uh, like a bit of a dark cloud. You hope it's just for this tournament, right? And you hope there's there's not something bigger in play where he's like, "Hey, I'm going to be out a year." There's an, a, you know, explanation of the issue, uh, that would really, really uh, stink. But this, uh, this doesn't, this doesn't feel good.
0: Once again, press conference tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern. Multiple Spanish outlets have reported Rafa will not play Roland Garros, but we will get that official word from Rafa himself tomorrow whether he will play in Paris at Roland Garros. All right, we flash back to the final of the Paris Masters last year. Novak Djokovic, a six-time champ. Holger Runa was a teenager and a star was born. Runa completed an incredible run. He beat five top ten players in five days to win his first Masters 1000 title. And the rematch six months later on the red clay of Rome where, guess what? Djokovic once again a six-time champ, Andy. And now the 20-year-old Runa continued to prove why he is a force of nature. And he
3: did not waste any time out of the gate. 6-2. A clean, flawless first set, and Novak went into problem-solving mode because he had a big problem uh, in Runa today. And Runa was not upset with this one. Neither, neither guy was real happy with uh, with Mo Leone. That was a tough day for Mo. A tough day for Novak uh, for for most of the day. But problem solved comes back. At this point, you're going. Is he going to figure it out? We've seen him do it time and time again. These conditions for Novak are not what he wants. He wants something a little bit quicker. He doesn't want it muddy. Uh, Runa's very good at creating his own pace. Novak can obviously do anything, but he would like it to be a a little bit easier. These rough conditions this week with cold and wet hasn't been holding on to a serve uh, at his normal clip. And I, I promise we're in the golden age of drop shots. Apparently everyone is a genius at hitting drop shots these days. Really impressive. That forehand flew a little bit too much. A lot of his forehands flew a little bit too much. Credit to Runa. Played a great match.
0: He said he managed to stay brave, and that was most important. Take a look at those unforced errors. 20 more for Novak Djokovic. Runa had 26 winners. That was four more than Djokovic as well. Converted five of the ten break points. Let's hear from both guys, starting with Runa on the desk with Prakash.
1: Did this match feel different to you than the Paris Masters? It did feel a little bit different. I felt uh, more in control today. Um, I felt like I was, you know, I had a clear plan and a clear, you know, view of how I wanted to play today. And I did it very well in the first and the third set. And um, the second set, I, I thought he started to play better and it started to push me more back behind the baseline. Yeah. And you know when you do that, it's uh, even more tough to play you know? like He finds incredible angles and stuff. But most of all, it was you know really important to stay composed and to be brave all the time. He's very, very fast, very quick, a great anticipation, and uh, just a very talented, dynamic player. You know, all-round player.
2: And uh, yeah, he, he was just he was just better. He played he played uh, too good for me. You know, for most of the part of the match. Uh, you know, I did have a. Bad start of the third set. I think that's where match kind of uh, shifted to his side, and you know he kept his nerves and uh, deserved to win.
1: Are you still confident for French?
2: Yes.
0: And to win main draw matches against Novak Djokovic in both Rome and the Paris Masters, you heard Novak just say he's still confident heading into Roland Garros. How big of a deal is this, though, heading into Paris for both of these guys?
2: It's more of a big deal, I think, for Runa than it is for Novak. I think Novak has every reason to believe that given uh, the the longer form of Roland Garros, best of five sets, guys, he'll have more time to problem solve. He'll have more time to get into the tournament as well. He's not going to be playing a top 32 player in the first couple of matches. So I think no reason, as long as he's healthy, for Novak to feel anything, but he's one of the guys to beat, if not the guy to beat at Roland Garros. For Holger Runa, this, this buffs him up even more. This is a guy who's not short on confidence. This is a guy who's now beaten Novak twice in a row in big matches that Novak definitely wanted to win. Novak wasn't mailing these in, looking ahead. He, he was using Rome as his preparation to build. So Runa's got to feel like the work that he's been putting in is really paying off because uh, he made the quarterfinals last year at Roland Garros, and he was a shadow of the player that he is now. So that's how good he is, and he's definitely got the confidence, I think, he could be one of the guys to lift the trophy at Roland Garros. He's not afraid of it, that's for sure. And he has no scar tissue of being close to it and haven't taken away from him. Someone like Sinner might have. So, uh, in many ways, I like his chances a lot more than someone, even like Yannick Sinner, who has more pedigree.
0: Interesting. I mean, last year was the first time he ever played Roland Garros. He made all the way to the quarterfinals. How does this result, Andy, affect your view of both Holgeruna and Novak Djokovic heading into Paris?
3: Well, Ruben is quickly changing the conversation to uh listen, this is what I believe I can do, to this is what I'm actually capable of, and here are the facts of my accomplishments, right? Uh to go out there and bully Novak around the court in wet conditions, uh not the easiest thing to do, I promise you. Uh you know, Novak listen, he needs to get his body right, he needs to feel like he's physically fit to go three out a five, seven times uh in I guess 15 days. Uh, Now Roland Garros, he's proven he can do that time and time again. Holger Rune has proven he can do it in the shorter format of two out of three. Now the next question becomes, how do we finish up Rome? Won't really change what I think of him as far as a contender. I think he's a contender. Uh, But can he transition that to three out of five sets? Has he learned the pacing uh, of those matches? Uh, But this, this kid's got a belief system like, you know, not a lot. But, you know, when you haven't done it, Maybe you lack that belief system a little bit. He's not lacking in belief.
0: He certainly is not. Since 2004, this will be just the third time that a guy not named Djokovic or Nadal will raise the trophy in Rome. And the first time, neither of those guys will be in the final. Incredible. Changing wow. of the guard. How about Kasparud? He has never lost a Masters 1000 quarterfinal on clay. Looking for some revenge today against Francisco Cerundolo,
2: who beat him last month in Barcelona. Jim. Yeah, and Sorundolo had come in hot two-beaten center the day before. But he started slowly with a lot of double faults. It took him time to get into gear, and, and uh, the rubber meet, met the road here in the tiebreak. Uh, this is where Rude really was able to salvage what was also some pretty sloppy tennis from him. A lot more unforced errors from both of these players in this match than they would have wanted. But someone's going to come out on top, and it will be Casper Rude in the first set in a tight tiebreak. The unforced error count climbed one too many for Cerundolo with the backhand there, but he'd get off to a quick start. Two love in the second set, but could not hold on to that lead. Uh, Casper able to get the quick break back and uh, just to get a little more presence in there. And he looked a little bit better as the match wore on. But this is one of those matches where they simply didn't have their best stuff, either of them. But someone was going to win. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. No pictures on the scorecard. Match point for Casper Rude. And he moves on in some very valuable points and confidence. For him, it's been a tougher start to the season than we would have expected. Third straight
0: appearance, he makes the Final Four in Rome. He is feasting
1: there. I feel great. Um, I, I know that I've had success in Italy before in my career here, 2 times semifinals. I don't know. It's something maybe in the food, maybe. I don't know. I, I do enjoy good <laughs> really? pasta and uh, pizza. They have. I haven't had pizza here yet, so let's see if I can have one. But... Pasta, they have good meat, risotto, you know, they have everything, and gelato, you know, that's the... <laughs> I think I, I saw Courage talked about it here the other day, or maybe yeah. today, that gelato is, you know, big motivation for us to stay so we can have more gelato the longer we go on in the tournament.
0: <laughs> Powered by pasta, motivated by gelato, love that. Uh, how about the 2017 Roland Garros champion, Yelena Ostapenko-Andy? She's got her clay court groove back, taking on Paula Bedosa, quick start from the Latvian.
3: Yeah, possibly the streakiest player on tour with Ostapenko. Sometimes, uh, you know, when, when, the, when the balls are falling in, though, she is extremely dangerous, as she's proven, as a former Roland Garros champion. But Badosa's been playing tough. She's been grinding out these matches, uh, not scared of taking the distances, put in a lot of road roadwork uh, during this event, and fought really hard to push to the third set. But you always kind of felt like it was on Ostapenko's racket. And she's looking to finish the point right away. I don't know how many winners she just colcocks cocks and her winners, Get past the person with four or five feet to spare. That's how big she hits the ball. Was constantly going after turns, hitting clean winners off. that caused a bit of a stress point with Bedosa. Do I try to spin the first serve in? Do I go for it? Do I try to protect against it? And listen, she looked right there like she expected to win this match. She's
0: uh, she's flying high going into Roland Garros. Into the Rome semifinals for the first time in three tries. Big smiles for Yelena Ostapenko. Taking a look at this. 49-12. to 12. Winners for Ostapenko against Bedosa. Had a bunch of unforced errors, but balanced out by those winners. Of course, the first serve percentage was high as well. Let's hear from Ostapenko.
1: I mean, Paola is a great player and I know she's such a fighter, so I expected like a tough battle. So uh, the most important was to fight for every point and uh, the match is only over when you shake hands. So even like some points uh, or some games were not my way, but I just managed it and uh, I think I I played uh, well in deciding moments.
0: By the way, Ossipenko getting another hug at the end of a match. Becoming the most huggable player on the WTA. (laughs) We've got the latest episode of Cakegate on the way. We'll show you which tennis hall of famer truly deserves a bigger birthday cake. Don't go anywhere.
1: I love the Tennis Channel coverage because I'm a complete nerd about tennis. I love watching the early rounds. I love watching the finals. I like to see the momentum throughout the week build. I obviously love all the commentators and hearing what they have to say, digging into the matches and how the the ebbs and flows, why a match is changing, uh, why it's different from the first set to the second set. So most days I actually have Tennis Channel on in my main room. I'm not going to be sitting there watching it for eight hours, but while I'm working or moving from room to room, I'll see who's winning. If something catches my eye, am I intrigued by a certain player, I might sit and watch for a few minutes. Or if a match really intrigues me, I'll sit and and watch the end of it. But I think with Tennis Channel, you'll see that most tennis fans will have it turn it on in the morning and turn it off right before they go to sleep. And tennis clubs will have it on 24-7 as well. Happy 20th birthday, Tennis Channel.
0: We love our Tracy Austin. By the way, Tennis Channel born within days of both Polgaruna and Carlos Alcaraz. Greatness born together. Let's take a look now at our FanDuel match preview. The results from yesterday. The pick was Sarundalo over Casper Rude. Rude got the victory. So here's the FanDuel pick for Thursday. Daniil Medvedev over Yannick Humphman. He is a heavy favorite. You'd have to wager $320 to win $100. Medvedev passed Carlos Alcaraz in the live race with his win against Alexander Zverev. He had never won a match in Rome before this year. We'll see how that works out, let you know tomorrow. Right now, FanDuel giving all new users ten times your first bet in bonus bets up to $200, win or lose. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now and start making every moment more. Straight ahead on TC Live, the latest on Nick Kyrgios and why he hasn't played in more than seven months. Will we see the Aussie in Paris? Answers on the way. And welcome back. to Grand Slam excitement from the red play in Paris. Almost here. Can you taste it? The croissants at least. Tennis Channel, proud to once again bring you daily live coverage of Roland Garros. All the action begins Sunday, May 28th, with a TC Live preview show on Saturday, May 27th. But first, a rivalry continues in Rome. The reigning Roland Garros champion against the reigning Wimbledon champion. Third meeting this year, Elena Rabacina won the first two against Iga Sviantek. Yeah, this is
2: the first one on the clay, though, however. Sviantek so good on the red dirt and got off to a blinding start. Early break of serve. Lots of firepower coming off of the racket of Iga. So she was off and running. 5-2, double set point. Pockets the opening set, and she go up a break in the second. Not able to close, however. She led 4-3 serving, couldn't get it done. And this a critical point, maybe not just for this match, but maybe for Roland Garros. She comes up a little bit lame after this point, looking at her knee, her right leg. She would go on to lose this tiebreak and take a medical timeout, have a chat with the, the trainers and the doctors to see what's going on. She would come back with some strapping on her right leg. She was clearly... Clearly upset about the situation, as were all of us watching for her. And then she would pull the ripcord here early in the third set, saying it's over. Rabakina didn't see her wave it off. Bad day for Iga.
0: Two-time defending chip is out. Let's hear from Rabakina. It's never to finish the match like this and it was uh, i think really good match and uh, i hope it's nothing uh, serious for Iga, and uh, yeah just wish her speedy recovery and uh, i wanted to say thank you everyone who stayed and uh, watched us supported us all right we have reached the final four in rome for the women ribakina will take on yelena ostapenko and then we've got veronica kudermatova against angelina Kalinina, of course We'll all be keeping an eye on the news wires and see exactly what's going on with Iga Swiatek heading into Roland Garros as well. Well, Bordeaux, known for its bold red wine, how about a bold challenger draw? And speaking of things that get better with age, three-time major champs. Today, Stan Vavrenka Jim took out Andy Murray.
2: Yeah, how about that? Couple of major winners facing off in a challenger. These are these souped up events in week two of these two-week Masters 1000. So lots of players like Richard Gasquet, like Echeverry, looking for some action. How about Jan-Lennard Struff, a finalist in Madrid, into the quarterfinals here in Bordeaux.
0: Good stuff. Time for the social net. Nick Kyrgios pulling out of Roland Garros. He is still recovering from knee surgery in January. Has not played in Paris since 2017. Also, unfortunately announced that his grandmother just passed away so we send our love and support uh, to Nick but Andy what do you make of the news that he is pulling out of Roland Garros Uh, I mean I obviously
3: uh, hope he's doing okay obviously it's never easy to lose a a grandparent but I I think as far as the tennis part of this I think I would have been more surprised if he would have played Roland Garros uh, at this point Um, you you know he he kind of has gone away with the knee injury you don't know that you know that he's not going to be in a rush to get back he's not really in a rush to play at all, even when healthy. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know that I. this is surprising to me. This is kind of uh, it's maybe a storyline that I had forgotten about a, a, a little bit. And this confirms uh, just that it wasn't top of mind. And I, I would have been very surprised to see Nick turn up first event out of the gate on the clay at Roland Garros.
2: He had a uh, exhibition curiously scheduled next Wednesday with Holger Runa in Holger's uh, home nation on an indoor hardcourt. That's an odd buildup to Roland Garros, but that's been canceled as a result of this as well. Let's hope that we see Nick back on the grass. Last year he played in, in uh, he played in Mallorca, Stuttgart, and Halle, so got a big buildup in the grass court season going into uh, Wimbledon. Hopefully we'll see him go again there. We know he's accepted an invitation to the Labor Cup, so I could easily see him go on a grass court to Labor Cup run and then pulling the pin on the year again. We just wish him good health. And obviously, we wish the family the best with their loss.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Supposed to play that UTS event in Los Angeles in July as well. All right, uh, there's a new addition to Cakegate. We'll we'll take you through them all. How about Carlos Alcaraz? Got the biggest one in Madrid. That's Serena Sabalenka, same day. Only one tier, not three. Holger Runa got his cake in Madrid as well. And then Andy Murray with, with the tiniest of sweet treats in Bordeaux. But we've got a special... Happy birthday wish today to Hall of Famer Gabriella Sabatini, who who looks like she got her own personal lava cake. Andy, uh, what do you think of this one?
3: Uh, happy birthday to uh, to Gabby Sabatini, one of my all time favorite players to watch. And uh, secondly, I sure am glad that we're doing all this cake coverage. It seems very important uh, in the grand scheme of uh, in, in the grand scheme of the day. I'm glad we're looking at different varietals. I'm glad we're looking at big, small, cupcake, kind of halfway between, uh, hybrid version,
2: uh, hard hitting stuff here. <laughs>
0: That's what, that's what we bring here on TC Live. When there's a new cake to be had, Jim, we, we got to show yeah. it for you.
2: Listen, the, I, I love seeing Gabby. She's in my age group. She looks far, she's aging far better than, than most of us. And, you know, what was nice to see was also she was out hitting some tennis balls mm. with uh, Del Potro recently. So, uh, you know, that that's good news. Always good to see Gabby in general and, and wishing her a happy birthday. And, I mean, Kate Gate, really? Can <laughs> we just finally move on from this, please?
0: We'll see. We'll see. All right. All right, Thursday's schedule. We've got a couple of quarterfinals on the men's side. Yannick Hoffman, Daniil Medvedev at 9 a.m. Eastern. Sitsipas and Chorich, 2.30 p.m. Eastern. CC Live coming your way at 4.30 and Encore coverage all night long. It is those two matches that we'll break down for you next. Andy Jim Steve back with your hot shot of the day. Roddick, it comes from the match of the day. Djokovic, Runa.
3: Made a lot of very difficult shots look routine today. Steven, as we get a, okay, you don't often hit an up the line winner coming back towards the court by Novak Djokovic by that. But look at here, the athleticism, that flick of the wrist to create that much pace. This kid's got it going.
0: He's like Djokovic, but 15 years younger. Kind of looks <laughs> yeah, that way. Like that. Uh, Thursday, Yannick Kaufman, Daniil Medvedev, Borna Chorch, Stefano Tsitsipas, who will be headed to the final four? Let's go to Rome for a preview with Danny and Prakash. All right, Steve, back at our fan duel desk. P, we're looking at a sixth meeting between Stefano Tsitsipas and Borna Chorch. It's actually Chorch that leads that head-to-head. Do you think he can spring the upset yet again? This is this is a really tough one for me to call. I think it's really even. Uh, Steph is probably the slight favorite. He's been playing great tennis here. I think the best since Australia after he had to deal with that whole shoulder issue. So he's coming in really strong, hasn't dropped a set. Chorich has had to fight his way back, a set down in a couple of matches, including the last one against Morojan. I think the big factor for Chorich is going to be his serve. If he can serve well, I think he's got a real shot to be able to get the upset. He's been playing great tennis this clay court season, last week in Madrid included. So I think that'll be the biggest deciding factor for him. But... Uh, Slef. slight favorite. Slight favorite. All righty. Well, you know what? It's going to be fun. We've got two more men's quarterfinal matches to look forward to for Thursday. It's going to be fun. It is. It's always fun. Uh, listen, they mentioned the head-to-head. 3-2 for George. Yep. Met earlier this year, United Cup. Went 7-5 in the third to Tsitsipas. Mm. How do you see this from playing out?
2: These guys have a little scar tissue, too. Remember that U.S. Open match in the COVID year where Tsitsipas had all those match points, led 5-1 in the fourth set, let it slip mm. away? So we'll see. I, I do uh, agree. I, I like C.C. Foss as a favorite in this one. But Chorch has impressed since, since Cincinnati he has improved that serve. So we'll see how that shakes out. But uh, look, Huffman, I, I, love, I love this storyline we've got going. Fourth Masters 1,000 in a row of qualifiers in the quarterfinals. Chris Eubanks kicked it all off in Miami, and now we've got Hoffman <laughs> in here, the, the former USC Trojan, so I'm excited to see how he can do against the hardcourt specialist himself.
0: Has already beaten Taylor Fritz, has already beaten Andre Rublev. What is the pathway to victory for Hoffman, Andy, against Daniel Medvedev?
3: More of the same. I mean, the guy's just been playing locked-in tennis, right? Winner's uh, Winner counts higher than the air, air count normally works out well for you. This is a big ask from from, from, from Daniil from Medvedev, right? He's going to keep the ball down. It's not going to get up as much. He's not going to force the issue as much as a Fritz or as much as a Rublev. Kind of give, maybe gives you that false sense of security. But I actually love the way Medvedev's been playing. He talked about uh, his, his footwork work that he's been putting in uh, post-Madrid. And you can really tell sliding into the forehand a lot more, actually picking his spot, spots and being a little bit more decisive about getting in. Uh, the golden age of the drop shot, he has now figured out how to hit that you know, kind of whirly bird back in one up the line to have a check away. So showing a little bit more variety in Madrid and Rome, I like Medvedev to finally end the Cinderella story, which means that Hoffman will probably go on to win.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Medvedev's defense is going to be uh, a lot to, to solve for Hoffman. It's been a great ride, but it probably does end here. But the ranking is going to rise to a career high for him, no matter what. It's exciting to see.
0: How about a moment for Andy's salad? I mean, what a great hair day! It's a couple, couple
2: things, fine. couple things, Roddick. The the hair is incredible, and this is truly a logo-free day today. This is unprecedented on Tennis Channel. It
3: is a true, it is a true one. But like, so this looks fine here, guys, but this here, not so much. So you know, we we, we play to our strengths on TV. It looks okay, you know. But I got good I got like the full Ginobili Yeah, I got like the full Genobly going back here where you can't see it,
2: and no logo up there on the dome too. That, that was another upset.
3: That's a good idea, Jim. I like where your head's at. Spurs
2: won the lottery. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Always be selling, Andy Roddick. Always be selling.
0: You know it. Oh, man. Holgaruna, the man of the day, taking out Novak Djokovic in Rome. Thanks for watching TC Live.